Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. And Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. You'll be at the top of the city as you experience Asheville's history and scenic beauty, historic landmarks, and award-winning rooftop bars. Transportation is provided with tours offered daily, year-round. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. Now, you can visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net, and you can sign up for the Travel Club, and you'll receive some of the latest travel news, some good travel tips, some upcoming vacation destination opportunities that will be something that we can start dreaming about. Hopefully, it'll be sooner than later that we can get on a plane or get in our car and start going out and about again. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much any podcast platform has Speaking of Travel. And you know, this is a time where I have been noticing people are really getting back into dreaming of travel. People have told me they've started journaling and putting down where they want to go, going out to the uh, websites and looking at virtual trips, being able to put yourself in these magical places and dream about where it is that you want to go as soon as our restrictions are lifted. And I want to always be able to keep up with what's going on here in Asheville at the Asheville Regional Airport because that is truly the hub for travel. It is an essential part of our infrastructure. And I welcome back Tina Kinsey. She is the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport. And Tina, it is so great to have you back on the show. And I look forward to hearing about what's happening over there these days. Well, thank you as always, Marilyn. It's a delight to be on the show and just have an opportunity to talk about air travel, which is um, near and dear to both of our hearts, I think. Absolutely. I'm telling you, I go to bed at night and I just dream of being on a plane. So what's, what's the lowdown? What's going on over there these days? Well, as you know, air travel has come to a near halt and that has not changed. Um, you know, we're, we're only seeing a handful of flights every week, um, maybe just a few each day. And uh, that's demand driven. You know, the air travelers really are doing what they should be doing. They're staying home and staying safe. 
um, at this time and, and traveling when they need to for essential re reasons. So it's very quiet at the airport, but um, there's a lot of work still happening. We are certainly thinking through what is needed um, when air travel starts to build back up again. You know, the, our lives uh, just in general, not just at the airport, but will be very different um, coming out of this pandemic situation. And we are hyper-focused on what, what is it, what do we need to do to make sure our employees and travelers are safe and feel safe when they're in the airport space? So what are, th what are some of the uh, routes that you're going to be taking as far as ensuring the safety, the sanitation, uh, just be, like you said, it will never be the same. It will be different. Uh, but still, I would imagine the Asheville Regional Airport will uh, reach the peak of efficiency and making sure that everybody is moving along and, and being uh, treated to the highest level of courtesy and service possible. Absolutely. And, you know, right now we are in a very focused phase of information gathering. We are learning, we are educating ourselves about CDC guidelines, you know, what is being recommended. We are looking into um, all possibilities, you know, where do we need to provide some enhancements in the terminal. Um, and so that information gathering phase is nearly complete. And then what we'll do from there is identify our strategic plan. And we are committed to communicate that very transparently uh, very soon. Um, you know, this is a step-by-step -step process and, you know, we want to get it right. So stay tuned on that. We'll be talking about some enhancements coming, but right now we certainly are following CDC guidelines and we do have enhanced cleaning procedures throughout the airport um, as we speak. And, you know, employees are um, able to wear face coverings if they're unable to, um, socially distance. We're following the CDC guidelines in those regards as well. Um, again, very, very focused on safety. That's what, that's what the aviation industry does better than almost any industry out there. We are so focused on safety and that, that just translates naturally into this situation as well. Well, it, it gives me great hope that it won't be too long before there's some movement and we can actually uh, cross off some of those bucket list trips that we've been yearning to go on and know that regionally, right here in Western North Carolina, we have uh, a part of our infrastructure that continues to stay at the top level of uh, safety and and growth. Tina, let's talk about that a little bit, the growth that is still going on over there at the airport. You've got some construction going on, some new parking areas. Let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. You know, we, we look back at our history and we see trend lines and there are dips and there are peaks along the way. And, you know, some things have happened in the past that have called 
caused dips, but we always climb out of that and continue to grow. And we do expect that that will um, happen again here. And so we've seen the potential and the possibilities of how many travelers will fly from and to Asheville Regional Airport. And so we have to be ready with our infrastructure. So we're continuing forward with uh, projects that have been uh, in the works for some time. And that does include expanding our parking services. We've got a new parking lot that's just about ready. Um, it'll be a remote shuttle lot directly across the main road from the airport. Um, and we're continuing uh, uh, a very big project, our airfield redevelopment project. Um, we're in the final steps of completing um, a brand new runway that will serve our region for decades moving forward. So these are master plan, uh, big long-term projects that will be important far down the line once we're through this particular situation that we're in now. Well, I'm a firm believer that if you build it, they will come. And <laughs> I think what's going to happen is when people are uh, able to get to the airport and be ready to get on a plane and see these amazing accomplish accomplishments that have been happening over this time, uh, it's going to make our community just feel so proud, Tina, that that we are so fortunate to have this uh, this hub right here in our own backyard that is that is so tuned in and like you said focused on what's important for our safety for our sanitation uh, especially for our mental health right <laughs> well that's right and you know what's better for your mental health than a fabulous trip oh I'm so, so ready <laughs> it's, 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 you know, that dreaming has not gone away. I don't think, I think a lot of people continue to think about where they're going to go next when they can, and we'll be ready. We'll be ready for them. Well, we'll be ready as well. So in the meantime, give us an idea of how people can find out more information, how they can sign up for your newsletter and, and get the most current information that's coming from the airport. Absolutely. So our website is flyavl.com. Very easy to sign up for our e-newsletter uh, right there on the main page of our website. There's a way to do that. Um, and we, we welcome you to connect with us also on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, uh, you know, we're, we're always available to answer questions. There's easy ways to contact us via our website. So please engage with us. Well, thank you, Tina, so much for, for being here again this week and keeping us updated. And we'll look forward to hearing from you next week and find out what the new latest news is as we get closer to uh, living our dreams. All right. Well, thank you, Marilyn. Thank you again. You bet. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. Stay tuned. Coming up next is Susan Haskins and Dan Presher. They are kindred spirits for sure. They're dreamers like we are, and they are excited to talk to us about ways that maybe right now we can't travel, but why this is the perfect time to do the research. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Hi, I'm Kay, the founder and owner of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. 
You usually hear me talking about our tours from the rooftops in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. Currently, our country and the world are going through an unprecedented time with the COVID-19 pandemic and the fear and economic uncertainty that it is creating in our world. We in Asheville, a city that has been welcoming tourists to the healing properties of our Blue Ridge Mountains since the 1800s, are feeling it as well. Many things have been put on hold, but together we will get through this. Our times to explore the world or even our local hometowns and reconnect with friends and loved ones is in our future. Be strong, stay safe, and when you are in Asheville, look us up. We would love to show you the city from a bird's eye view. Spring has finally sprung, and with our backyard in full bloom, now is the time to get out and find adventure wherever it may lead. From the mountains to the rivers and all the turf in between, we are no less than blessed with our beautiful backyard right here in western North Carolina. There's a will, there's a way. For the way, we have the wheels to take you wherever you wish to wander. Adventure is waiting, and the choice is yours. Find your adventure vehicle at PrestigeSubaru.com. Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road in Nashville. And welcome to Subiville. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. Thank you to Tina Kinsey for giving us an update on what's happening at the Asheville Regional Airport. We are all really dreaming of the time we can get on a plane and go someplace. I know there are many of you out there who are dreamers like me, like Tina, like so many of us who are travelers, who have a kindred spirit about visiting other cultures, being able to move around. And, you know, where we are today has little to do with what happens moving forward. So we have to remember to never let where we are today limit us. We have to continue to believe in ourselves because we can and we will make anything happen. I mean, think about it. Without our dreams, we have nothing to work towards. And there's a whole new world of opportunities to look forward to. If a change of scene is what we're longing for, well, my guests today are longtime expats and experts when it comes to identifying the best strategies for making your dreams of traveling and even retiring abroad come true. Susan Haskins and Dan Pressure from internationalliving.com are our kindred spirits too, and I'm excited to have them here today to fill us in on why we might want to consider relocating or retiring overseas, and why now, when we can't travel, is the perfect time to do your research on that. Susan and Dan, thank you so much for being on the show today. You know, I've been a long-time internationalliving.com subscriber for for years, so it's really a treat to have you on the show today. Happy to be here, Marilyn. Well, listen, you have been traveling for so long. Give us a little bit of, of an idea of, of your background and how all that started for you. Well, Dan and I are from Omaha, Nebraska, in the middle of the U.S., so every time we would travel, we would go to beaches, those beautiful Caribbean beaches. We would go scuba diving, etc. We dreamt of uh, living in a place like that. So back in 2001, we decided to take that leap and we went to Quito, Ecuador. And we started working for International Living at that time. 
since then, it's been nearly 20 years now, we've lived in two places in Ecuador, three places in Mexico, Panama City, and San Juan del Sur, Nicaragua. So we uh, have totally embraced the overseas lifestyle. It's been an excellent, excellent adventure and journey for us. And uh, we love talking about it. Well, I am so glad that you're here to talk to us about it. And it seems that in this time where we've had just a lot of time to 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 think, there's there's just been this uh, gift almost of being able to think about where we are, what we're doing, why we do what we're doing, and is there a way to make that different? And I know for me, having lived in the exact same place for 43 years, the idea of living someplace else is kind of on the one hand very scary, but on the other hand seems so liberating. What do you find from the people who are out there who have made that kind of big change? Oh, they they feel the same way. It's an adventure for them. And, you know, you mentioned being in quarantine and lockdown or whatever that your status is during these strange pandemic times, one of the blessings we have is the internet. It lets us go anywhere in the world virtually. And the the people that we know uh, around the world are going through the same thing as people back in the United States are. And the great thing about the internet is that you can see their lives and hear their stories and talk to them on the Facebook forums in real time and find out what life is like for them right now. So what a what a great time to to be able to do the research and to 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 take stock because really with the internet the world is at your fingertips virtually there's nothing you can't research right now well certainly on internationalliving.com you could you could there's so many resources right there let's talk a little bit about how you have put together this website and this online resource for people who are dreaming big? Well, you can go down the rabbit hole on internationalliving.com for sure. And we have 15 years worth of archived articles there. International Living has been writing about this idea of retiring overseas for more than 40 years now, since before it became a popular idea, since before the internet, in truth. Way before. And for the last 15 years, though, we've archived everything on uh, the website. What We have sort of a, a several-pronged approach to what we do, which is uh, we have a free daily email postcard that people can subscribe to and get these uh, stories from all over the world of expats who are doing this uh, living overseas thing. We have a magazine, a monthly magazine that you can subscribe to if you'd like, and that goes even more in depth. We do, we have lots of products on our IL bookstore. That's ilbookstore.com. We have conferences, uh, five conferences every year that we um, offer to people to come and join us in these beautiful places and find out what life is like. Now, I will say that those are on hold for the next year since people probably won't be traveling much. So we're doing online conferences right now, which is new and exciting for us, bringing the same content to an online uh, situation. But honestly, that website is rich and deep and just about every country that you might be considering as a place to live, 
you'll find the information about it there. Well, give us a little idea of some of the countries that we would might want to consider to live. They're, they have a tendency to be warm, as you might imagine, year-round. No snow. No snow. They have a tendency to be extremely affordable. Uh, almost all of them have a national health care system that makes quality health care extremely affordable. Politically stable. Politically stable uh, and with sizable expat communities in them. So there's kind of a built-in support group. It's not like you're going around the world now, going to places where North Americans have never lived or uh, uh, established a presence. There, there are lots and lots of us out there, and we help each other out. Um, that's what makes Latin America so popular. It's close to the United States. Everybody knows a little Spanish or can pick some up. And uh, there are lots of lots Great of expats just like us out there enjoying the life. And the weather is extraordinary. Well, we love that. It, it sounds like the perfect type of environment to, to find ourselves. And what better time than right now to really do the research? Give me an idea of some other resources that are available that we can look at to just start to get our head around this idea. Well, first of all, just a, a personal plug. Dan and I have written two books on the subject of retiring overseas. Uh, one is the International Living Guide to Retiring Overseas on a Budget. Our most recent book is called Live Richer, Spend Less. And uh, there's a website, liveretcherspendless.com, where you can read all about that book. But those are really great. Um, we, we think they're great resources to find out in a nutshell what your options are, what the opportunities are, the different kinds of experiences you might have and the countries that you might start looking at. And from there, you narrow it down to uh, the place that might be a, a great fit for you. And I just have to give a shout out to the International Living Facebook pages. There is an International Living Facebook page for a lot of the most popular countries that expats settle in. Interna <clears throat> International Living Belize, International Living Mexico, International Living Portugal, International Living Malaysia, International Living Europe, um, Ecuador, Peru, you name it. There's probably an International Living Facebook page with correspondents writing on it in real time and posting videos about their lives. It's a great resource for dipping your toe in that lifestyle. Well, as I said in the beginning, you are both kindred spirits here because my heart is beating. I'm already thinking, how can I, how can I make this happen? And when we come back, I want to talk more about that. I have, as I'm sure there are other people in my age bracket, in our age bracket, as we start getting older and looking at the time that we have and how we can spend it the most, uh, graciously and economically, as you had mentioned. Uh, so thank you both, Susan and Dan, for being on the show. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We're talking about internationalliving.com. Uh, We're talking about being able to dream big and think outside the box. Where else do we want to go?
this is Melody from GlobalMedTravel.com, and I'd like to invite you to travel with me on a virtual tour of the world's largest cave. It's Son Dung Cave in Vietnam, and you can take an amazing virtual tour of the cave with the National Geographic Expedition. In your browser, type National Geographic Son Dung Cave. That's S-O-N-D-O-O-N-G Cave. The 360-degree camera tour, along with accompanying audio and navigation map, will have you exploring enormous passages, zooming into stunning stalactites, as well as listening to the jungle sounds and the flowing water. National Geographic explorers wanted to carefully record the current state of this cave prior to tourism development that's being planned. The virtual tour is fantastic, and the cave is truly awesome. Another thing to know about Vietnam It has become a popular medical tourism destination, especially for dental and cosmetic procedures. I hope you'll enjoy the virtual tour of Son Dung Cave from National Geographic. This is Melody from GlobalMedTravel.com, and I'm wishing you all the best for your travels near and far. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. When you've lived someplace for as long as I have, over 40 years, the thought of moving someplace else can sometimes be really overwhelming, and there's so many things that I have to consider. And I'm here today with Susan and Dan, and they're with internationalliving.com. Oh, I am so excited to have you here today, both of you, because this is a topic that so many people have been thinking about, and we've certainly had time lately to think about what are we going to do with our lives as we move forward, and what you've been doing, traveling, living places, having this resource for all of us, internationalliving.com, is such a gift. And I want to talk to you a little bit more about your books. You were you were talking about the books and the Live Rich or Spend Less. Let's talk about that one for just a minute. Susan and, and Dan, how did you come up with that uh, with that idea? What what was going on that made you realize we need to write a book about this? Well, it's the basic mission of international living. Like I said, for the last 40 years, international living has basically been promoting this idea that you can live better or less overseas. And really, I mean, the retiree demographic is probably our biggest audience, but it's really an idea that has expanded to younger and younger people. Right. People, uh, families with children are now doing this moving overseas thing because they're sort of escaping this rampant commercialism uh, that we have going on here in the States where every kid has to have an iPhone by the time they're 12, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and bringing their children up in another culture, teaching them a different language if you are at what's called a digital nomad and you can work from anywhere in the world, well, why wouldn't you? If you can earn in dollars but spend in pesos or colones or whatever the currency is, that's, you know, that currency arbitrage can afford you a very good life. Same for retirees. I mean, gosh, 
You can live on your social security benefits in many of the places that we write about where you probably can't do that in the U.S. You need something to augment your uh, social security benefits. So for us, it's that idea of living better for less overseas. And it's an idea we really want to help people understand. And we've been we've been very fortunate to spend the last almost two decades uh, making doing. our careers writing about people who are doing this exact thing and living the life. So to to assemble that knowledge and distill it into a book was just kind of a natural step for us. Well, I was glancing through it, and it's so rich with uh, with so many details, and you have questions to help us determine whether we're ready to to retire, what kind of uh, what kind of uh, outline we need to be thinking about, and and one of the areas that I did want to dive in a little bit deeper is the healthcare because you did mention that and and talked about that, mm-hmm. and I know. Uh, medical tourism is is on the rise. You've been around. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we've lived so far. We've lived in seven different communities in four different Latin American countries, and visited dozens and dozens of other places around the world. And everywhere we've gone, every major metropolitan area has at least one or more healthcare facilities that are the equal to, if not better than, those in the United States. It's a it's a pretty common myth that the U.S. has the best healthcare on the planet, and that hasn't been true for a long time now. Um, the yeah. U, the U.S. just does not rate highly in almost any category of healthcare compared to Europe, compared to me- metropolitan areas of Latin America. Costa Rica has a highly rated healthcare system that beats the U.S. in almost every category. So, if you're if you're worrying about giving up quality, affordable health care by moving abroad, uh, you don't have to worry about that because it's out there. Well, that sounds really great because I know that's something that we all have to consider and, and times are changing. So where would you recommend, uh, you were talking about these little pockets of places, and, and I have a lot of, I have probably a dozen friends right now that I've known throughout my life who have made this step. And I've kind of been watching them from afar. I haven't gone to visit them yet. A lot of them are in Mexico. Where are some other places that people like to go? Well, there's, you know, there's a great big world out there. Um, In our world, probably the most popular areas are Latin America, Western Europe, and Southeast Asia. Now, you know, Dan and I have lived in Latin America, and because it's close to the U.S., we can get back and forth. We both have elderly parents that we like to check on often. We have a six-year-old granddaughter. Um, So it's important to us to be able to get back and forth easily and be in the same time zone as them so so that we, when we do want to FaceTime video with them, or uh, make a phone call if we have to call our banker or something like that. We're in the same time zone. So um, we're fans of Latin America. Um, There are many places in Western Europe, in Portugal, Spain, uh, France, Italy, et cetera, where you can live a very wonderful lifestyle, still very affordably. Southeast Asia, as you might guess, is extremely affordable. So really it depends on what you're looking for. and Again, within 
a country, there are many different communities you might look at. Right. A lot of people, for instance, are scared of, of Mexico, but Mexico is not just beach destinations. It's not just borderland. There are many wonderful communities like Merida. We're now residents of Merida, the capital of Yucatan, or Yucatan State. And it's the safest city in Mexico. In fact, it's, I've read it's in uh, some of the safety statistics, it's safer than the state of Wyoming, for goodness sake. So there are places, you know, there are communities within countries that we write about and that we would point you to if it were us. That sounds great. And and I do want to just clarify, because we we talk about expats. What What exactly is an expat? Well, an expat is someone who, um, in in my estimation, who chooses to live outside their home country, uh, different than an immigrant who, for one reason or another, is forced to change countries. Expats um, find a place that they that intrigues them, that interests them, uh, and they choose to live there without saying, you know, I'm never going back to the home country. I, I, I am no longer a U.S. citizen. We don't know any U.S. or North American expats like that. These people are all uh, folks who enjoy other cultures, enjoy the international lifestyle, uh, but are still good U.S., patriotic U.S. citizens. So uh, a little different than being an immigrant or a refugee. Expat, I think, is someone who chooses the lifestyle. So when you uh, when you go to live someplace and you've got a community of people who are uh, let who are expats, they're they're living in this community. uh, It sounds like one big party. (laughs) Well, it can be. It can be. We say that you will have more social engagements when you move overseas than you ever have where you're living now. And that's because you become part of this tribe of like-minded people, yeah. you know, and, and that's not saying that you are not going to have close, deep friendships with the locals because you will, of course, they will be your neighbors, but the expat community are probably the people you will seek out when you first move overseas. They're the pe- people who will recommend uh, local doctors or the best hardware store or where to find, uh, you know, your favorite brand of peanut butter or whatever, because, you know, they are have, are in the same situation that you are. They were newbies once, and uh, the expat community tends to gravitate towards one another. There are lots of parties. People become, a, a friend of ours likes to call it your friend family. So you may be far from your your blood family, but you will have these friends who become family substitutes and very close to you, and that's what contributes to part of this very rich experience. Well, I can tell you, I'm, I'm ready to really focus down here on ways that we could make this happen. And when we come back, I want to be, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, not only the places, but pre- what we were talking about in your book, being able to prepare uh, ourselves to moving forward and actually doing the research on this. I think that um, I think that as times are changing, more and more people are going to want to start thinking about 
like you said, not only ourselves as we're moving into retirement age, but whole families. So Susan Haskins and Dan Pressure from internationalliving.com are here with me today. This is Marilyn Ball. We'll be right back. Nashville Rooftop Bar Tours, we welcome folks from around the world and locally onto our tours. People love to travel and discover new places and new experiences, and we love being a part of that here in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. Most of us right now are not traveling due to the COVID-19 pandemic sweeping across the globe. While travel and tourism make up the biggest part of our regional economy, providing thousands of jobs, and our community greatly feels that loss in tourism right now, We know that there will be time to travel safely in the near future. We wish everyone good health and safety during this time. Community is what brings us together. We at Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours look forward to welcoming you to our community and showing you the city from a bird's eye view. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals, don't eat them. Go solar, coexist. Don't buy a dog, rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville, Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter. I'm here today with Susan Haskins and Dan Pressure of InternationalLiving.com. And Susan and Dan, I have to tell you, I've really been looking forward to having you on the show today because, as I said, I've been a subscriber of International Living for a long time, and it's always been in the back of my mind. What if I lived someplace else? What if I could take the financial situation that I'm in and and apply it someplace else where I'm actually able to relax? Because that's something that that's hard is, oh my gosh, is my money going to last? Am I going to be able to really retire? Am I going to have a savings account? And what you've been telling us is that you know a lot of people who are already doing this Give us a little bit more of an idea of how we can start to get our heads around really making a move like this. Susan will tell you because she's really the expert on this. She's the one who paid attention to all the things that we did in every one of our moves for almost 20 years now. You really have to profile yourself as honestly as possible. If you've never lived abroad before, Start thinking about what your deal breakers are, what you can and can't live without. If you if you need the, a certain brand of roasted red peppers to make your life worth living, you better make sure you can get those where you're planning to go. Uh, and that's part of the research process. You talk to the people who are living in the countries that you think you might like to move to, the communities you might like to move to. Find out what their uh, deal breakers are, what their workarounds are, what they miss most what they enjoy most about a place. And you'll soon start to get a feel for the kinds of communities abroad that interest you the most. Right. I I would say that 
you know, now is the time to really, like Dan said, profile yourself. Think about what you want out of this next stage of life. If you have always wanted to live at the beach, maybe this is the time to to treat yourself to that. Or if you, you know, if affordability is your primary concern, I mean, my goodness, we know people, single women, in fact, who have made this leap overseas and are living on budgets of as little as a thousand dollars a month, which is all they have in uh, social security income. But they were able to do it because they found the right community, the right fit, the right lifestyle for them. So I, I guess you need to assess all of these things, what are your affordability issues? What's your budget? What are your healthcare concerns? You wanna be sure that you're in a place that can accommodate your healthcare issues. Um, You know, accessibility to home, how many hours away do you wanna be from the US or your family? Um, Other things, how easy is it gonna be to settle in? I mean, there are a whole host of things that you sort of need to think about but start by deciding exactly what it is you want. Do you want to live in a city? Do you want to live in a rural community on the beach or in the mountains where the climate is more temperate? Now's the time to go for it and start focusing on those things and make it happen. Well, you have talked to people and been around people for so long and, and have have seen it happen over and over and over again. And I think the the most important uh, factor here is, is this full-time living overseas or in another country uh, right for you? And, you know, is it going to bring joy to your life? And I, and I want to come back to uh, the family, because that you were talking about your family of friends, and I love that that you ha- you create these um, tribes. But when your real right. family, you had mentioned uh, uh, elderly parents or grandchildren uh, mm-hmm. that you're used to seeing all the time, you can just drive over to visit with them or take a short flight. How do you get past that? Uh, um, that feeling of, I can do this, I can do this because there's something on this other side that is going to be so beneficial that I'm ready to make that kind of change. One thing I want to say before we go too much farther is that you don't have to move overseas full time. That's right. You can do this part time if that makes you more comfortable. For instance, you could be a snowbird if you live in a place that is uh, has an intolerable winter. Go, you know, somewhere like Costa Rica or Panama, Mexico, wherever where the the, the climate is better, and enjoy yourself. The and Canadians then, have been doing that for years. Exactly, yeah. and we also have something we laughingly refer to as sweatbirds. People who live in the southern parts of the states, in places like Arizona and Florida. And, Texas, where it's really hot in the the summer, they go down to the mountains of Mexico or the mountains of Costa Rica, Panama, Ecuador, et cetera. Colombia is an emerging hotspot. And they get away from those hot summer months. Some of them are actually renting their homes on Airbnb while they're gone so that they're earning a little income from their home. So you don't have to do this full time if you're not ready. 
for it. And an, another important thing to remember that may help you get over that mental hurdle is that it's not like jumping off a cliff. This is not an all or nothing proposition. It's not like if you decide to become an expat um, and you, after a year or 18 months, you decide it's not for you, you're a failure. That's not true. You've tried something new. You've had the adventure. You've discovered what you really want, and you move back home with confidence and 18 months' worth of stories about living abroad. There, it's not a pass-fail thing. It's an adventure, and no matter what you end up doing, you have an adventure doing it, and you find out more about yourself. So the, allow, allow, yourself to, to, um, allow yourself some latitude with this. Well, I'm already starting to allow myself some latitude with this as we speak. <laughs> it's so, uh, there's just something so refreshing and uh, liberating to think, oh, I have, an, I have other options that there are many who have come before me and they are doing it and they're having fun and they've met new people uh, you were talking about a single woman. I have a friend who went down to Mexico and boom, now she's in a relationship with this wonderful man that she met. I think he's from Nebraska. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Great people come from Nebraska. There you go. And they end up in Mexico. So you never know. <laughs> You're never going to know if you don't give it a try. Well, I can't thank you both enough for being on the show. And, and let's talk a little bit again about internationalliving.com and, and your books and, and how we can all get tuned in and turned on. It's so easy. Everything is right there on the website. Like you say, internationalliving.com will take you to the website where all of that stuff is available. The books, the global retirement index, the sign up for the daily e-letters so that uh, you can get these stories just delivered to your inbox each day, and you don't really don't have to do anything to get them. The, you'll you'll be inspired. Subscribe to the magazine. Um, have it sitting around so that in your spare time you can leap through it and see the lives that other people are living. It really is all available at internationalliving.com one way or another. And we can find your books there as well. You can find our book there. There's Go to ilbookstore.com, or we have a website for our book specifically, and it's livericherspendless.com, and all the information about the book is there. I love that. And then you've got all these Facebook pages. Tell us a little bit about that again before we go. Well, International Living has always had a Facebook page, but a couple of years ago, they started branching off into the specific countries that people were most interested in. International Living Belize, International Living Malaysia, International Living Portugal, International Living Peru, uh, Panama, Mexico. They're all there. So if you're, if you're on Facebook, just do a little search for International Living and all of those country Facebook pages will pop up. You can talk to people who are living the life in real time on those Facebook pages. See how they live. Watch the videos. I love that. And this is the perfect time. We've got the time. Let's do it. I know that when I get in my inbox the stories, I just feel this is, you know, this is why I am so hyped up about this because I read other people's stories and I realize, wow, they were just like me at one point and now they're out exactly. there and, and they're so happy. Exactly. A big part of this is motivation. So you just have to have the motivation and we can help with that for sure. 
Well, you've already helped with that being on the show today, and I can't thank you enough, Susan and Dan, for being here. Thanks Our for having pleasure, us. Marilyn. Thanks for having us. We'll see you abroad. We will. In fact, we're going to have to do a meetup sometime. We'll stay in touch. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be perfect. You bet. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. This is a great week to really settle down and get tuned in. Go on to internationalliving.com. Go on to Facebook. Focus on a country that maybe you're really intrigued about and, and meet some new people. Start dreaming. That's what the theme of this show is about. Dream big. Maybe we can't travel right now, but someday, hopefully sooner than later, we're going to be able to 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 explore our world, uh, make choices about where we want to be. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 